Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired. Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there. The real world is twisted, and to me it ain't fair. Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head. The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Welcome back. You've been enjoying my YouTube channel and podcast. Please hit that like and subscribe button. It really helped me out. I am back with another shooting episode. I make no bones about it. I am a big proponent of the Second Amendment. I love my guns. I love my training. I think everybody should get a concealed carry permit. I think everybody should go through training. Everybody should be carrying. I think society would be a lot, le- a lot less dangerous and a lot more safe. At the same time, I like bringing out the articles where people do stupid things with guns, or at least in my opinion, and many of the times in past articles, past episodes, people have been charged for doing stupid things. Now, this one, this guy has not been charged yet. However, in my opinion, I think it was stupid. So let's get into this. I'm on Daily Mail. This article is dated July 27th, 2023. The headline is, Texas shooting over stolen car leaves suspected thief dead, accomplice injured, and robbery victim in the hospital. Now, I don't agree with that headline completely, and we'll get into that. The bullet points here, gunfire erupted at South Park Mall in San Antonio on Thursday. Owner ended up killing suspected robber during gunfight over the vehicle. So let's get into the article. A man whose car had been stolen tracked down his vehicle to a Texas shopping center lot before shooting dead one of the alleged thieves and wounding the other. Gunfire erupted in the parking lot outside South Park Mall, San Antonio, just before 1 p.m. Thursday after the man figured out where his stolen car was located. The owner of the stolen car had ordered the driver and his female companion out of the vehicle and sat them down by the tire at gunpoint while they waited for police. So let's just dissect that part. Guy has his car stolen. He went looking for it. No problem right there. If he has a GPS on the car, he can easily track it down. He finds it in the parking lot. At that point, he should call the cops or in my opinion, that's what he should have done. He's skating on some thin ice from a legal standpoint, criminally and civilly, by approaching these people and pulling his gun out. Because these people right now, all they, all we know is that they're in possession of a stolen vehicle. It does not mean they stole the vehicle or that they even know that it is stolen. Now, it's possible these are the people that actually stole his truck or someone could have stolen the truck, had it. This could be the person's brother, brother-in-law, neighbor, friend. And it's like, oh, I need to go to the mall. I said, oh, take my truck. And the people that are in the car honestly do not know that it is stolen. And here this guy comes up pointing a gun at them saying, hey, get out of the car. They, in their mind, could be thinking this is a carjacking. Now, he probably told them this is my car, it's stolen, and it sits them down at the one of the tires. Now, if there was no shooting, this guy, I think, would be charged with brandishing a weapon. You just cannot pull out a weapon like that. And le- or at least in my state, my state, the legal justification for pulling out my handgun, or if it's concealed, or just pulling it out and pointing it at someone, is the exact justification I have to shoot and kill somebody. It's not like the movies that I pull out my handgun to scare somebody off or to prevent something from happening. No, if I pull that handgun out and I'm not justified in shooting and killing that person, I will get arrested for brandishing a firearm. No no doubts about it. I just cannot do that to take control of a situation. I can only pull my handgun if I feel threatened for my life or my safety and or the life and severe bodily harm of my 
family or friends or loved ones or myself. That is the justification for me to shoot and kill somebody. To get them out of the car in order to wait for the police, I'm thinking he would have a problem if there was no shooting. So let's continue with the article. But the stolen car victim was hit with a bullet when one of the suspected thieves, a male, took a gun out of his waistband and opened fire. The owner then returned fire, which killed the suspected robber. The woman who was the passenger in the stolen vehicle also was shot is in a critical condition at the hospital. So he, he kills the driver, which we do not know if he is this, the thief. I mean, suspected. Yeah, he. we think he may be the thief, but he may not have any knowledge of any car theft or truck theft. He's just an innocent bystander that borrowed a car from who he thought was the owner. We don't know. Now, most likely, I know in reality, it probably is the guy that stole the truck or the suspected thief. At the same time, this guy, the owner doesn't know who's in his truck. And the woman may not have anything to do with it. The guy could have just stole it on his own, picked up his girlfriend and said, hey, I'm going to take you to the mall in my new truck. And the woman has nothing to do with it or knows nothing about it. But now she is shot. And I think that's what's going to be the biggest problem for this guy. Back to the article. Police said that the owner of the stolen vehicle is in stable condition. No charges have yet been filed. The names of the people involved have not been released. Quote, certainly a case of self-defense is what we have, San Antonio Police Department Chief William McManus said. We would prefer that they call the police before taking that into their own hands, but he did what he felt he needed to do. Now, in my state, I think it'd be problematic. Now, this is Texas, and Texas is going to be a little bit different. I question whether it's really self-defense because he put himself into this position. In my state, in many states, if I initiate the act I cannot claim self-defense. So if I start a bar fight and I'm getting my butt kicked, I cannot then pull out my gun and kill the person and say, oh, I fear for my life when I, in fact, started the fight. I have to basically be an innocent bystander or an innocent in the situation when it's going down. This guy is not innocent because he initiated it by pulling his gun. But Texas law may be different and a DA may see this differently than the chief of police. At least with the death. Now, the death because the guy I pulled out a gun and shot the owner first, killing the driver or the shooter may be self-defense, but wounding the other person may be a problem. And I could see him being charged with that. Now, it's just my opinion, not a dirty, not a legal scholar, just, I'm just thinking out loud. Back to the article, a video from the scene showed the dead man lying on the ground with his female friend receiving help from two people. She had blood splattered all down her leg, which was attached to a boot. So she probably had a broken leg or something, broken foot. There was a pool of blood coming from the dead man's head in the parking lot. Texas has one of the strongest stand your ground laws of self-defense that cannot be nullified by a jury or a progressive district attorney, the state's governor has said. McManus confirmed at a press conference he had every right to track his vehicle down, but the police chief did not say if the man whose vehicle was stolen was in the right. He said that is an investigation is ongoing. Yes, and that's what I'm questioning. And, and shooting the guy that has shot him first, cl- you know, clearly or is easily argued as a stay in your ground. The woman is going to have a tougher time. I think he's going to have a tougher time justifying shooting her because you, you can stand your ground against the person shooting at you, but you can't stand your ground shooting at anybody that's involved with the person that's shooting at you. Hitting that woman is going to be problematic for this man. I've learned through all my training is I am responsible for every bullet that leaves my gun. Doesn't matter why I shot it. If someone is shooting at me and I shoot back and a bullet misses but hits a kid 100 feet behind that guy, 
I'm responsible for shooting that kid. I can't say, oh, it's on my fault because I was being shot at. No, I'm responsible for every bullet that leaves my gun. And if I miss my target, I am still responsible for that. That's what I'm thinking. This guy is going to face some challenges with shooting the woman. Now, he may be walk away free from killing the, the man. But at the same time, I'm questioning since he initiated the situation. There's not a stand your ground when you go looking for this guy and you hunting down or being a vigilante and there's a shooting. I'm, I'm really questioning that. I think right now they're, they're playing it safe because they don't want to arrest the guy until they have clear evidence. And we've seen that in other situations where they don't charge right away. And we, there was a, a situation down in Florida they that the sheriff, when there's a stand your ground situation, they have to go to the state attorney's general's office and the prosecutor and convince him or her that this is not staying your ground and why it has to be charged. So there is a layer that the the law enforcement has to do their due diligence and prove to higher ups or to another law enforcement party that this is more than just staying your ground. And I'm wondering if that's what they're saying here. At the same time, let's look at the civil aspects. I talked about this with the, the bar owner down in Florida that shot and killed a young man for peeing on a wall that was not even his wall, but was in his parking lot. And there's already a civil suit against him. There is criminal uh, case against the, the man for shooting and killing this young man that was peeing on the wall. But his family is also suing him in civil court. The level of evidence is two different things. And we're in civil court. It is a ponderance of the evidence where in a criminal court, it is beyond a shadow or a reasonable doubt. That's the reason OJ walked free from the criminal case, but lost the civil case to the family of his ex-wife. And I'm wondering if this man now is going to face civil suits from the man he killed and also the woman that he had shot, especially if the woman or even the man he shot had nothing to do with the stolen vehicle other than being in it. They have to prove they knew that it was stolen in the civil case. Now, the criminal case, just in possession of it, is going to be enough that you're a criminal or you can be charged with a crime. In a civil case, they're going to have to prove that not only did this guy steal it, but if he did steal it, that they had to known it was stolen. And that may be a little bit harder to prove because if in my theory, or at least in a potential reality of what could have played out here. The man and woman in the car knew nothing about this car was stolen. Someone else stole it. They were friends or acquaintances with the person that stole it. This couple just said, hey, I need a vehicle. Can I borrow your vehicle? And he says, oh yeah, I just got a new truck. Take my truck out for a spin to the mall. You use it to run your errands. They have no idea it's a stolen vehicle. They think they're fr it belongs to their friend. Once again, for someone that loves his guns, loves the Second Amendment, loves training with guns, I I think this guy went a little too far. Now, this is Texas, and we'll see where Texas plays with it. In my state, I think I would have a problem with this. Personally, I'm not going to shoot and kill someone over a vehicle. Now, if they're in my house, my loved ones are in danger, absolutely. I'll do without thinking about it. But to go hunt someone down for my vehicle, I get insurance. Even if I'm upside down, it doesn't matter. I get insurance. Or I'm going to find the car. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to call the cops saying, hey, I found my stolen vehicle. Here's what the people look like. And maybe I just follow them. Or if I have GPS on it, I'm going to lead the the uh, cops right to their house and have them arrested. I'd rather see these people spend time in jail than be dead. And now I could be facing criminal or civil charges over this. I think my opinion, this man, the, the truck owner acted foolishly. And now we have someone dead, someone injured. He could be facing criminal charges. I am almost 
positive he's going to face civil charges and he could lose his house. He could lose a lot of assets, depending on what type of assets he has. It could be, it could turn out a lot more costly than the, the cost of that truck because hiring a criminal defense attorney, anywhere from 20 to 50 grand, if you're going to take it to trial and then add that to a civil case, could be another 20 to 50 grand and you may not even win. We just have to see what happens with this. Very fascinating. And I always like to bring these type of shooting articles and episodes to you, especially when I think the shooter was wrong. And in my opinion, he was. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Parking is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider, never stopping the sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting the line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.